Today's daf is daf Mem Zayin. We are holding on Mem Vav Amid Beis. Just find the exact place. Um, I think we're at Tanur Rabbanan. Tanur Rabbanan. So that's uh, what, uh, three, wor- three words from the end of the line. It's about 25 lines from the bottom of the page. It's... Uh, it's in line with like right above the, the number 11 in the uh, Torah or Hasholim, but all the way on the other line. Tanrabba. Got the place? Adam, you got it? I got it. Okay. So let's go. Tanrabba, we learned in a Brisa, Rav the Talmud. It's saying basically that we're talking about how much you're supposed to accompany somebody as part of the mitzvah of Levaya. Levaya is the accompaniment of the person for the mitzvah of, it's like at the end of the Achnasus Orchem when you're taking leave of the person. So it says that if a, a, a Rebbe is accompanying his Talmud, Ad Ibura Shalir. He's supposed to go until the Ibura Shalir. Ibura Shalir is the extension of the city, it means that there is an official city limit that as long as there is a house that is within 70 and two-third Amis of the main part of the city, it's still considered part of the city. So that last 70 and two-third Amis, when you have the last house, that is called the Yibur Shaliyah, the extension of... And that's up to that point, a Rebbe is supposed to accompany a Talmud. That's Rav okay, Talmud. Talmud Rav Talmud. A Rebbe accompanying his Talmud. Oh, Rebbe, yeah. Now, Chavar so if it's saying it's a chavr chavr, now this is a little difficult because it's chum Shabbos. So then you go past that two thousand amos. It's the chum of Shabbos past the ibur shalir two thousand amos. Now the mefarshim asks, but we know the halach is dalad amos, and usually chavr for chavr means one friend for another friend. Shouldn't it be dalad amos is this year? So they say the chavr here is taking the turn of talmid chacham that are talmid chachamim for each other. They're supposed to go even till. The uh, the tchum of the of the two thousand amas past the burushal ear Talmud lerab. What about if it's a student for a rebbe? This is the other way around. This is a student for the rebbe. English shear. So there's no shear for that. That you just someone says there can't be. I mean, what? So you're going to walk him till the, till the next city? What, what does it mean English shear? So commas exactly. There has to be some shear. So Amrav says ad parsa. Parsa is walking for 72 minutes. Even a 72 minute walk, a student should be willing to take with his Rebbe. Below, uh, Amran, Ella, Rabash, Enamuva. And that's only when it's not your pri- primary Rebbe. When it's like a secondary Rebbe. You're not your primary. But your primary Rebbe, Shloisha Parsa is three times that amount. Three times 72 minute walk. Rav Kahana, Allah, Rav Shimi Bar Ashi. Rav Kahana, uh, was, accompanying, walking, Rav Shimi Bar Ashi. Uh, he went from the Pumnahara Ad Beit Sanisa, from the place called Pumnahara until Beit Sanisa. Now, that's also a long distance. He walked to a long point. The point is, it was a very long walk. Now, Beit Sanisa was a place of palm trees. There were a lot of palm trees in that place. So, uh, uh, it, it was in Bavel. Beit Sanisa to Bavel. So, Kimatu Hasa, when they arrived in this place, Amar Lei, so, uh, Rokana said to Roshimi, Faradam Risu Anitsinisu de Bovel Mishnei Adam Harishon Ishnahu. Is it true that they say that these these palm trees existed all the time from the time of Adam Harishon? Right, is that is that possible? Saamale, so uh Roshimi answered him is Atkara Atkarasan Milsa. You you just reminded me of something that will actually even can circle back and help answer what you're asking me. What did you remind me? Tamar of Yosef Rebichanino. Yosef Rebichanino said, My dear how do we understand the Pesach says like this in Yirmiya, Ba'eretz lo'i avar ba, this is a land that no person, no man, traversed through this land, for lo yashav adam sham, and no person, no man settled there. Seems to be a little bit of a redundancy, the double clause. If no person ever walked through there, so then Heichan Yasha, how could anybody have settled this? What do you have to tell me? No one ever went through there, and 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 no one ever settled there. Of course, if nobody ever went through there, nobody settled there. So Ella, but the pshat is as follows: and one is going to tell us that Adam Arishon, already way back from the creation of man, he gave uh, certain he through, I guess, through a Ruach Hakodesh. 
but he designated certain places that this is where human beings are going to be able to settle, and this is not where human beings are going to settle. So therefore, the pshat over there was, no one even went through there, because Adam had given the gzeiro that this is a place, Adam over there is referring to Adam Arishon, Adam had not... Uh, had vision, had not envisioned that a person would use that to settle. That's why no one has even gone through it. That is how to understand. Circling back over here is that the that people used to say these are the this is the place of palm trees from Adam Arishon. What it means is that Adam Arishon had said this is going to be only for palm trees and not not that these palm trees existed. From the days of Adam Arishon. That's not what it can, that doesn't mean. But it means that it's the reason why there are only palm trees over here, and nobody actually lives there, is because Adam Arishon had said this is going to be only for palm trees and not for people living. That's the shot. So Ella, what is shot over here is Ella and Yermia. Ella Eretz should go to Ella Adam, any land that Adam decreed. Adam Arishon, Lishub, that'll be settled. Misyashvat was settled. Adam Arishon, if he didn't establish that it should be settled, Lo Misyashvat. Okay. And Rashi circles back, and therefore the same thing with the palm trees. Rav Mordechai, a lovely of Ashi. Rav Mordechai is a Talmud of Rav Ashi. So it says, told you that the great distance he went with him. He accompanied him all the way from Agrunio, Adve Kipi. Ramalan said was Adve Dura. Alright. New thing. Amrav Yechanan, Mishnah Rav Meir. Anyone who does not accompany someone else or allow himself to be, the guest should allow himself to be accompanied. It's like spilling blood. Now, how do you get that? Someone says like this. Now, allowing yourself to be accompanied, uh, 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 we're going to see is like this. Is that, um, so which one? If, if you don't accompany somebody, that means already knows like spilling blood. We learned that from Egla Rufa. But you also have to allow yourself to be accompanied. Where do we see this? So we see as follows, is that, the Gemara is going to bring down the following story. There was in Yericho, they called to Elisha that they're not able to drink the water. The water was poisonous and people were dying from the, from the drinking water. And, he uh, created a miracle and the water became sweetened and became able to, to drink. And we're going to see is that when he was leaving the city, a bunch of uh, youngsters ganged up against Elisha and started mocking him, making fun. We'll see why in a moment. And he was not pleased with this lack of respect and he incited bears. Two bears went and attacked and 42 of these children were killed. So what the Gemara is going to say is that if the people of Yericha would have accompanied Elisha on his way out of the city, it would have saved the lives of these children because the children, this would not have happened. So you see, not accompanying is like spilling blood. Yeah, but that's them not accompanying him. That's not him refusing to be accompanied. Well, we don't know who exactly, uh, I don't know which, which, which direction it was. But that's what I'm trying to figure out because we know already that the Pasuk says that the dead body of Daniel Lashak right. was a... So I'm just trying to say maybe, maybe just an example of a, 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 a practical in both ways. What's that? Doesn't say. I, I don't know. So it says like this. So therefore, they would accompany him. Then, uh, then he would not have incited the bears against the youngsters. That after having sweetened the waters, he turned to go up to face El. And he went up on the path. And these young youths. Yotsu Minair came out from the city and they disparaged him by Yomrullah and they said Ale Kareh, bold one, get out of here Ale Kareh, bold one, get out of here so why did they do that? So we're going to see because as long as the water of the city was not potable was not able to drink they had a good Parnassah going because they were the ones who were importing the water they would slept to the nearest drinking wells and bring the water into the city and so that the people would pay them and they would make a livelihood. But once what happened was is that one when, when uh, 
when, when he made the water drinkable, then what happened? No job. No job, right. So they got upset, and that's why they said, get out of here. So Amrulai, Ale, go out of here. Sheikrachta Aleinu Samakum. You made the place bald, unproductive for us. That's what Kirat. They called him bald. But I mean, you made the place bald for us. You made the place unproductive. We've lost our Parnosa because of you. Now, the Gemara wants to know, why are they called a Na'arim Ketanim? Na'ar usually is a teenager. Ketanim are usually people under Bar Mitzvah. So it's a strange way to call them Na'arim Ketanim. It's like a contradiction. So I'm Rabbi Lozer, that actually it's describing them. Shemindu'orim in a mitzvah, Na'ar also means to be poured out. They were poured out from the mitzvahs. They were depleted of all mitzvahs. And ketanim, amano, that they were a little of lack of trust, of, of little faith, because they don't realize Parnosa comes from Akbar's Baruch and therefore they should not have reacted in the way they did. Alright. Tanu learned in a Braiso. hoyu, actually the Braiso learns they actually were teenagers. Ubiz but they, uh, they, they, they disparaged themselves, they acted like children. The way they acted, going and, 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 and mocking and making fun of, of, of Elisha. So, Moshe Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef has the following question. Why don't we say that the reason why I call them the Aram Ketanim, the same way we answer another Pasuk. We're going to see there was a place called Neurim. And therefore, we have a place where we say there were actually young children that came from the place of Neurim. Why don't we explain it that way, like we see that we, we, we in another place. Maybe they called Na'arim on place where they, from, from where they come from. Milo'ik does it not say, V'aram Yotsu Gedudim. It says that the uh, nation of Aram was having raiding parties. And they captured a Nara Ketana. He had the same Kasha. The Kasha law, Nara means she was a teenager. Ketana means she was a minor. And on that, Amar Afadas, Ketana, Edomina Urim. She really was a minor who came from the city of the Urim. So why over there we give that answer? So why don't we say the same thing over here? That we're Ketana the Urim, Narim Ketana, that they came from. He says, you can't say it over here. Because over here it says where they came from. What was the city they came from? They came from Yericho. There it doesn't say where the girl came from. So there you could say the Pshad is, she was a Ketana from the Urim. But here you can't say it because it says they came from Yericho. So also, I'm There it doesn't say by the girl what her place of living was. It says the place where they live. And when he, uh, it says Elisha turned back to them, and he saw them and he cursed them. So he wants to know what do you mean he saw them? He doesn't mean he saw them. Just say he turned back and he cursed them. What do you mean and he saw them? What is that and he saw them? So he cursed them. The Shem Hashem with the name of Hashem. Mara, what did he see? What did he see? It says, and he saw them. So Amra'a Mamash. No, it actually is telling you they gave them a look. We find that when great people are upset by someone and they give them a look, what happens because that look, bad things happen. That's what it's referring to over here. Wherever we find that the great scholars give their look, their gaze, Oh, Mista either results in death of that person or Oni or it, uh, impo- the person becomes impoverished. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel said different shot. What was the looking over here? Amara'a Shakula Nisabra Behen Iman Bayamakipurim. He saw that all of these children, they were products of the mother having slept with their father on Yom Kippur. Which means basically it's like this. That doesn't necessarily mean a person should be killed. But it means people are born with certain propensities. So you have to overcome those propensities. But he saw that whatever negative spiritual propensities they were born with, these were chill, these were uh, uh, people that did not overcome and they were going in that direction of Aveira, which is why he felt it was okay to punish them. Right. He saw they were wearing a bloiris. Bloiris was the style, the Greek or the Roman style of hair, haircut, like a, with a, with a ponytail. And so he saw that they had already become, uh, what's that? Troublemakers. Troublemakers, or they became, they already became assimilated. And therefore, that there was no redeeming value here. What's that? I agree, assimilated is a better one. Yeah. yeah. Alright. 
So one is like this. Uh, like the way that the Amorites wore. That he saw there was no even a moisture remnant of a mitzvah within them. Says the more, okay, but maybe they'd have offspring that would be, have, have do mitzvahs. Why do you have a right to wipe them out? What about their, the lineage? He saw what he looked. He looked into the future, what the future held. There was no redeeming value to these individuals. Very harsh. Good morning. It's more like this. And two bears came out. Mina Ya'ar from the forest. And mauled from them. Two, uh, 42 of these youngsters were, were killed, were mauled. So now, Ravishmul is Makhlevizer Ravishmul. Chad Amarnes, Chad Amarnes, Vesefnes. One said there was one miracle here. One says the miracle within a miracle was two miracles. Mad Amarnes, Yar Hav. One said was only one miracle. There was an existing forest, and the miracle was just that, that he, rem- he, he brought, that, that there was a miracle that, that brought two bears into this forest from which they ran out and killed the youngsters. Right? So therefore, in Dubim there was no bears. Right? And the ones that was a miracle within a miracle, is Lo Yar Hava, There was no forest and there were no bears and there was a double miracle that God created the bears and He created the forest. So what do you need the forest for? I mean, the key over here is the bears. So what do you have to create the forest? Why can we just have the bears without having a forest? Well, it says like this, we had this in, in Tainus, is that an animal is only going to be confident to attack if it's close to its own natural habitat. <coughs> but if it's not close to its natural habitat, it doesn't have the confidence to attack. So in order to have these bears attack, they had to be coming out of their forest. It would be easy, otherwise they'd be afraid. There is a common, he used Hebrew term that says, lo dubim velo ya'ar. Is that when you want to say that something is completely false and never happened, you say lo dubim, there's no bears and there's no forest. There's an expression, but it's taken from, from this, from this, these, uh, this, this, this story here. Lo dubim velo ya'ar. You want to say something is completely false. Anyway. Okay. Amar Rabbi Chanino, Bishvil Arbaim Mishnayim Korbonus, Unbelievable Gemara. So there was 42 Korbonus that uh, Balak brought uh, for Bilam that, that they should be able to curse uh, the Jewish people. So he brought 42 of these Korbonus, Shehikri Balak, Melech Mayar. Because of that, and his purpose was to deplete the Jewish people so that at least had some impact. There was a depletion of 42 of these kids was a remnant from the Korbonus that Balak brought to be able to deplete the Jewish people. Right? So when it says like this, They lost these 42 kids. And he says the Gemara, that implies that the bringing of the Korbonus had like a, a, a real negative impact upon the Jewish people. But we find exactly the opposite. A person should study Torah and, and, and perform mitzvahs. Even if he's not doing it with the right intention, because from doing it with the wrong intention, will come to do it with the right intention. And it has a meaning, there's an intrinsic value doing it even if it's done with the wrong intention. In the, in the merits of the 42 korbonis that Balak brought, in Yonadiyama, Rus came out because of that. And from Rus came Shloim HaMelech. And Shloim HaMelech, we heard about 42 Korbanos. Shloim HaMelech was bringing, he was bringing a thousand Oilus a day. So the 42 Korbanos of Balak resulted in a thousand Korbanos being brought by Shlom, daily by Shloim HaMelech. How does it get to Shlomo Melech? Because Amr of Yezibar Khanina, Abar Ben Khuni, Ruz Bita Shal Eglon. Ruz was a descendant of Eglon, Beno Shal Balak, who was a descendant of Balak. So basically, 
from Balak came Eglon, from Eglon came Rus, Haisa, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and, and from uh, Rus came Shlomo Hamelah. But what do you see? The actions of Balak resulted in a positive impact upon Klal Yisrael. And yet you're attributing something negative from his action. So what it says like this, his intent, his desire was to deplete the Jewish people to intent, uh, to, uh, to cause, a, to curse. So basically what it's saying is like this, this is the way I understand it, is that when a person does an action, even if that action is not for the shame shemaim, it's not for the right reason, but that action will have a, po- can ha- and it's a positive action just for the wrong intent, can have a positive outcome. The fact that he had a, ne- a negative intent, the intent itself though, can still have a negative intent. So it's two things. One is the action resulted in a positive thing. On the other hand, the negative intent to deplete the Jewish people also had some type of negative outcome. For Yomra Ansha Iral Elisha, this goes back to the beginning of the story. The people of the city of that city said to Elisha, We have this wonderful city of Kasher as you see. The only problem is is that there's no drinking water, and not only that, the water that you drink causes people to die. People are dying from the water. Okay? Since this is the water is 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 is, is poisonous and it's and it's a land that causes people to die. How could they preface? We have this wonderful city. The only problem is who's calling who's gonna call a city where the people, inhabitants are dying in the city. Oh, this is a wonderful city, right? So I'm Rabbi, I'm Rabbi Chanin. I'm Rabbi Chanin. It's interesting. Very often you see the names of somebody referred to the, the limud that he says. Chain, his name was Rabbi Chanin. Chain Makom Al Yashvav is that a place is ingratiated by those who live in it. Meaning that, you know, if we say, like, who wants to live in Cleveland? Like, who wants to live in Philadelphia? But the people in Cleveland want to live in Cleveland. Like, the people in Philadelphia want... Meaning that people that find a grace, and the people that live in a place, embrace the place they live in. So since they live there, they find the redeeming value to be there. So therefore there's a chain. It's like a grace upon those who live in it. So I'm Rabbi Yechanan, also a chain. chain. There are three concepts where we see this idea that there's an embracement, embracing of something. So even though others might not see its redeeming value, but those who are directly involved in it do. The, the city for its inhabitants has chain, the ones that live there. A husband will find, well, his wife will find chain in his eyes. Many others will say, I, I don't see what the material over there is. But the husband will have that chain. And the last one is chain maka mekach al When you purchase something, the guy who purchased it, the guy gave up money for it, he sees something in it, even though outsiders might not see the qualities that he sees. Tanarban we learned in the Brisa, Khaloin Khala Elisha. Elisha got sick three times. Echad Shagira Dubim. One is because of you know, inciting the bears. So he didn't get punished for it against the children of Tinakas. The other one is that he had a student, Gechazi, and he pushed him away with both hands. He shouldn't have been so stark with him, should have pushed him away with only one hand and brought him back with one hand. He figuratively pushed him away with both hands. The last one was the sickness from which he died. Shanemar, for Elisha Cholo is one. Escholia is two. Asheyamas boy the third one. So, that positive refers to the three sicknesses of Elisha. Tan Rabbonon, we learned in Abraisa. Now this piece of Gemara has been censored. I'll show you where the censorship was, was, what was taken out and what should be pushed, uh, put back in. So it says as follows. Person has to be, when you criticize or when you, when you punish, you should always do it with the left hand and use the right hand to bring the person back. It says, then don't be like Elisha. Don't be like Elisha, who pushed away his student, with two hands. And don't be like Yeshua and Parachyah, that he pushed away, the, the way that the Echad Mitalmidov is the Girsah 
of our Gemara. That's a sense of Girsah. Okay, what does the Gemara actually say? What does the, the uncensored version actually say? That he pushed away Yeshu the Christian. Alright, that's the censor that he's, he was, a, his Talmud was Yeshu, was Jesus. Alright? So therefore, we changed, the, the Girsah was changed. It sometimes was self-censored, not to create problems. But uh, the Echad Mitalmidav, instead of the Yeshad, Bishteyad, I'm not going to go through the story. Elisha uh, Mai, what is the story of Elisha Dixit? Vayomer Naman, the case over there was, Naman was a non-Jewish general, and, uh, of the, of uh, Aram, I believe. And, what? And he got Saras. And, um, so, so, they told him that there's, there's, there's a Jewish prophet that can help you. And he went and he told him to go swim in, the, in a certain river. And he went and he was cured. And he said, listen, I'll pay you. And he offered him the world to pay him for what he had done. And Elisha did not want to take anything from him. So Elisha left. And his, stu- his student, Gehazi, snuck back. He says, you know, no, we've tried to change our minds. You know, we, we, we'll take some payment for it. For it, and when Elisha confronted uh, Gehazi about what he did, he felt he had done a chil Hashem, whatever it was. So uh, he punished him, and we're going to see the punishment as well as what happened that he pushed him away in such a manner that this, he went completely off the derech and never came back. That's the story we're going to bring down right now. It says Vayomer Naman. Vayomer Naman said, "Well, this after Gehazi snuck back to get pay, he said, Hoel." Please, kach, kikarim, take the silver talents. He gave him two large silver talents, large amount of silver. Fixiv, vayomer elav, and then when, when, when Gehazi came back, Elisha uh, caught him and said to him, Loi libi uh, do you not think that uh, my, my, my spirit, my heart is, is seized, meaning, I, I sensed, I knew you went back, right? When you got the person to turn around his chariot, the cross to see you, uh, at this time, to take from him as a kesef, to take from him the silver, the godim, and the clothing, the zesim, and the olives, the krumim, and the vineyards, the tzon, and the sheep, ubakar, and uh, cattle, and, and male servants, the shvachas, and female servants, I mentioned eight things that Gehazi took from Naaman. Yet when, when we find before the story, he only took from him silver, I think silver and gold, but he never took uh, all eight type of things. I think he took one or two things. He never took eight things. For me, he only took silver and clothing from him. So the one I said like this, that the eight things that he was alluding to is the following is right before the story, Elisha was studying with his students, he was studying the parsha of Shmona Shrotzen. There are eight types of uh, crawling animals, crowed rodents, that have the capacity that their carcasses transmit tumor. And what he was saying is that the main reward for studying this Torah that we just learned should have been in the world to come. Because you went back, so for the, the reward for the Shmona Shrotzim, for the eight Shrotzim that you would have received in Olam Haba, you just lost that piece of Olam Haba because you now took that reward here. Here. That's what he was alluding to. So when says like this, I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, but I used to how Elisha Ozdek by Shmona Shrotzim, who's studying the Parish of Shmona Shrotzim, I'm a Russia, wicked one, he gear ace, little scar, Shmona Shrotzim, do you think the time has arrived to receive the reward for the Shmona Shrotzim? There's not the time for it. Now, uh, what did he punish him? He said, Tzara'as Naman, Tzitbak Bechok, that the Tzara'as that Naman that was cured from should now be on you and your children. Lo'olam, forever. Now, and, 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 and then the, the, the parsha begins in, in Malachim. The next parsha, he says, There were four people, it's one of the, one of the Aftoras, 
in the Torah. There were four people, in Parshat Tzajim Torah, this is the, one of the Aftoras. It says there were four people that had leprosy. Who were these four people? So Amr of Yochanan, Zegechazi, is referring to Gechazi, Ushloshan's Bonob, and that is from the curse of Elisha. Now, it says, the Apostle says, Vayelech Elisha Damesek. It says, Elisha went to Damesek. Why did he go back to Damesek? Lama Halach, Samar of Yochanan, Shalach, Lachzil, Gechazi, Vichuvo. He went back to find the student, Gechazi, to get him to do Tshuva. But he was not able to get him to do Tshuva. So Amar Lachazar Bacho. So he said to uh, Gechazi, I want you to, to do tshuva. So Amar Lo, Amar Lo, I learned the following from you. That call me Shechata. Someone does an Avera, but not only does you Avera, but his Avera also causes the, 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 pop, the populace, the masses, to sin as well. He's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. So what is it like this? We see his Avera. Where do you see the Avera that he did that what? <laughs> that was Machia Sarabim. Where do we see this? So therefore, my Avera, what did he do? So what it says like this is that we know when they, Elisha lived and Gehazi lived around the time when there was this huge civil war, when the northern and southern kingdoms split. Right? Remember, Rechavam ben Shlomo took the two tribes of Yehuda and Benyamin in the south, and the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, was Yeruvam ben Nevat. Now, as we learned in the Seches Tainus, is what Yeruvam ben Nevat did, because he wanted to control the people, have power over the people, he realized the Beis Amikdash is a strong seat of power. Three times a year, everyone's going to want to go to the Beis Amikdash to serve. So he put sentries on all of the main highways. Not only that, he built twelve Eagles around the uh, around uh, the, the ten kingdoms, and basically said, instead of going and serving the uh, in the base of Mikdash, you can go serve, bring your korbanos to the twelve things. As we don't understand the Yetzirah for for Avodah but what happened was Gechazi gave it some teeth. Now we're going to see either he did it scientifically or he did it with magic. But what he caused is that supernaturally or with science, these uh, 12 agolim, whatever they were, they, they elevated and they were suspended in the air. So people actually thought that what? That there is something to it. So Ika de Amri. So they have some say, Evan Shoeves Kalaloi. He put magnets. Some, some say he had this uh, super magnet that he put and was able to suspend so the Echatas Yeravam to the sins of Yeravam that's the twelve eagles of a Hemido Ben suspending it between heaven and earth the Igid Amri Shem Chafik Loyapume he carved the name of Hashem into its mouth since this Echadu wasn't wasn't a Pasha guy he knew Shem Hashem right Vahaisa Omeres and the eagle was able to say Anochi Loyalecha like coming out of the mouth of the eagle, I am the Lord your God, you don't have any other gods. It's coming out of the Lord, uh, the, the mouth of the eagle. The eagle and Amri, and some say that his sin was the Rabbanan Dacha Mikameh. He was the gatekeeper. He was the one who ensured, who came to learn the base Medrash of Elisha, and he would turn the Rabbanan away. That he made many people did not end up learning and could, and did not go on the right path because he pushed them away and did not let them come learn by Elisha. How do we know that happened? That the children of the Nevi'im said to Elisha, after Gechazi departed, they said, Is that there's no room. The base medrash is crowded. There's no room. Why did the base medrash all of a sudden become crowded? Because Gechazi wasn't there anymore to push away the people from coming to learn. Because we can infer that until now, it wasn't crowded because he, uh, he did not, uh, he, 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 was, he was pushing them away. Yeshua and Barachi, what's the story of Yeshua and Barachi? I have a, have a kakatil, yanai ma'uka, rabbonon. There was a, we learned about Basra. There was a period where yanai got upset at the chachamim and he slaughtered all the rabbonim and only very few were, were saved. Who were the two that, well, that we know that were saved? So there was Shimon ben Shotach. Shimon ben Shotach, because his sister was married to Yanai. So she protected, she hid him away. She hid away Shimon ben Shotach. 
his sister hid him away in Yerushalayim. And Rabbi Shulman Prophet didn't have that protection. He ran away to Egypt, to Alexandria. When things quieted down and uh, Yanai stopped murdering all the Chachamim, so Shalach lay Shimon and Shatach, so Shimon and Shatach sent a letter to Yanai, uh, to, to uh, Yeshua Barachi, and I guess he wanted to make it clear that it's coming from him, that he shouldn't think it's a trick. So he said, Mani Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh, Lechal Alexandria, Shomitzrayim. This letter is from me, the holy city of Jerusalem, to you, Alexandria of Egypt. Achoisi, you are my sister. Bali Shari my husband is in your midst, in Alexandria. Bani Yosheva Shememo, and I am sitting desolate. I am sitting desolate without my husband. Right? I mean, I, with a great Yeshua and Karachia, it's time for you to return to Yerushalayim. So Amar, so Yeshua and Karachia got the message. Yeshua, no, Havale Shalma must be there's peace in the world, in Yerushalayim. He also, when he came, he arrived in a certain hotel. Kamkamayu Bayikra Shapir. So they, they afforded him and his entourage great uh, covet. Avdi le yikra tuvo, and uh, they continued giving him great honor. So Yosef akamishkabeach. So when he was sitting, they were being served, and he was sitting, and he praised kama noach sanyazu. How beautiful is this uh, aksanya? The word aksanya can either mean the hospitality, or it could also mean aksanya could be referring to the person that is actually serving them. So he had a student that this is uh, that was there, and the student student misinterpreted what he was saying. Instead of understanding, saying how beautiful is the service, he said, "Look how beautiful the woman that is serving us is." All right. So Amalei So his one of his students. All right. Again, change the gears over there because it should say Yeshu Anochri. So therefore, one of his students said, Rebbe, Einea Trutos, well, she's, got, uh, she's got round eyes. The eyes, she's, got, she's not beautiful at all. She's got round eyes, right? So Amalei Rosha, so he said to him, he got upset, he says, you think I'm, I'm making comments about the women? That's what you take me for, right? Rosha, Bekachata Isaac, this is what, that's in, that means clearly that's what's in your mind. Apik Arba, she brought out 400 trumpets, chauffeurs, and Shantan, he put him in Cheyron. Kol Yama Asa Lekamei. Each day, the Talmud came before him. Lekivli refused to accept him back, to forgive him. Yom Echad, one day, Hadakari Krishma. He was in Rabbi Shulman Parak, was in Lev Krishma. Asa Lekamei, and the student came back. Now, that day, he finally, as Rabbi Shulman Parak said, I'm going to take him back. But he was a little Krishna. So he motioned with his hands somehow to try to explain to him, like, wait, I'm I'm in the middle of I can't talk to you right now. But the student thought that again what he's doing is he's telling him to get lost, right? He went and he set up a, a brick palche and he served idols on this brick. So Amale and, 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 and he went off the derech. Okay? So, Amalek, Chazerbach, the Shuvah ben Prakhim went after him and said to Teshuvah, Amalek, Kachma Gulani Mimcha, from you I have accepted that Kola Machti, Achaita Machti, Sarabim, anybody that uh, causes the, uh, the, the, the masses to go off the derech, ain't must speak in the other, Laza Shuvah, they cannot do Teshuvah. To Amar Mar, as the masters teach us that this fellow, Kishav, he, uh, he, he did the black magic, the Hasis, the Hidiach, uh, and he was, uh, he, he, uh, he, uh, what's his name, uh, blasphemed and caused the Jewish people to go off the derech, and he made them all sin. Okay? Tanya Rabshim ben Elazar Eimer, so Elazar concluded, he said, Yetzir, a person when you're dealing with your own Yetzahara, for Tina, you're dealing with a child, for Isha, you're dealing with your wife, Tesmol Deicha, for Yamin Mekarebis, you should never castigate with both hands. You should always learn how to punish with the left hand, but to bring back with the right hand. Very powerful piece of work. Okay, let's see the next Mishnah.
The dead body was found. They're ready. They're prepping the Egla Rufa. And before they actually decapitated, they found the murderer. So now, you found the murderer, then what? There's no need to, uh, to bring the Egla Rufa. So take the Rufa. You can send the calf saved by the bell. You can send the calf back into the herd. It can go back and graze. There's no need for decapitation. However, Mishin Erfa Eglo, let's say you only found a murderer after the decapitation took place to cover the Mekoymo, then all the laws apply. It has to be buried there and you're not allowed to work the area. Now, ah, you found the murderer. And still, the purpose of the Egla Rufa was, we never knew who the murderer was, it's in order to bring Kapora when there was a Suffolk. So that's what happened. Until you found the murderer, there was some type of atonement for the situation of Suffolk. So since it was successfully brought for the situation of Suffolk, you have to complete the process and bury it there and all the laws apply. Charles Suffolk was brought initially because of a situation of Suffolk so Mitchilasa to begin with so so the Kapara the atonement that came for the Suffolk was discharged and therefore it, all the rules apply now well, let's say again you decapitate the ego and then you find the murderer the question is do we say that since there was an atonement brought Maybe that atonement will help even for who? For the murderer. Maybe you don't have to execute the murderer anymore. Why? Because we got atonement through the egg. It doesn't work. Doesn't work that way. Therefore, like this. So therefore, So therefore, I raise the yahara. He still gets executed. Now. We had the sugya over here by Sota. We're going to have the whole Shaglatari and the Gemara. Rashi basically doesn't even deal with it. He says, go look back on Lamadal and we dealt with this whole sugya before. It's a very technical sugya. But the situation is like this. The only time you bring the Egla Rufa is if you don't know that, you know what happened. But if you know what happened, then what? Then there's no purpose of bringing the Egla Rufa now. We're going to see another thing is interesting is in most cases to establish something that happened you need two witnesses. But there are a number of examples where we can establish what happens at least on some level even with one. In the Seventh Sota we dealt with one case. What's the case we dealt with? That one A the one A can, can say that has the, has the status of two to say that she was nitma'ah. And here we're going to see also one A has a status like two in cases of saying that somebody was seen murdering the other person. And if, and if you know through that one A, then what's going to be the law? Then you don't bring the egg because now you know what happened. Right? Let's go on. You don't, obviously we don't execute with one. Right. But it's enough to be able to say, you know what happened, and therefore what? We don't bring... She's right. She doesn't drink with one either then. That's right? correct. That was the point. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Where's like this? One witness says, I saw Ruvain kill Shimon. Then one contradicts him, says, you didn't see him, you were with me playing golf. So right, or Isha, or Isha, one woman says, I, Ra'isi, I saw Ruvain kill Shimon. Isha, or the other one says, no, Laura is, you didn't see it, you were with me uh, getting our hair done. The one says like this, how you orphan, in that case, we say one knocks out the one, we're going to circle back to this, but since one knocks out the other, and since they knock each other out, we are left with the status that what? Something. We don't know, and since we don't know, therefore they will... They will, they will, they, bring it. they will decapitate the eagle. Now, I have one witness says, I did see it. And two are saying, you did not see it. So now, the are going to see later on, there's obviously partial. One says, I saw, and two says, you did not. Two beats, one. And therefore, how you are, and then obviously, that's, that seems to be completely redundant, because I will get that tomorrow. Two said, we did see. Obviously, over there also it's Pashen. What? Because two are saying that we saw the murderer. One says you didn't, one does not trump two. 
Now, when it came a period in time in Klai's or second base of Migdash, there were so many, I don't know if it's the second, maybe in the first, there were so many murders going on, they stopped, they stopped, there was no purpose in bringing the Eglah roof anymore. Mishabar Eliezer ben Dinai. And that time period was when there was this gangster, it was Elizabeth Nai, but Tachina ben Parisha Ayanikra. He had another name. His, his name was Tachina ben Parisha. So at that time, he murdered so many people, and, and, and it's reflected what was going on at the time. They stopped bringing the Egla Rufa. Chazalikra is ben Haratzchan. And they started calling him, by the way, because of his actions, the murderous son. Mishabar Hamanafim. Similarly, when there were so many people involved in promiscuity, they stopped giving the mesota to, uh, to the wives. For Yochanan and Zakai, the one who stopped it was Yochanan and Zakai. Shnemar, Pazuk says like this, this is a Pazuk in Isheya. It says, Lo Evkod I will no longer investigate your daughters He's his nano because they have all started uh, acting uh, like women of ill repute. Va'al kalaisechem and on your daughter-in-laws kisanafena because they're all committing adultery. Ki'ahem etc. That means that means that means the investigation stopped. The mehamorim stopped. Shemais Yosef ben Yehazar when Yosef ben Yehazar died ish treda the Yosef ben Yehuda ish Yerushalayim but leshkailus the 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 clusters. Of fruits of grapes, the unigated. Hashkolos, and what is going to say? It's Isha Kolboy. These were people that the Gans Torah, the whole Torah was within them. We lost those type of people when those two died. We don't have the Ishkolos, we don't have the Eshkolos anymore. Shanema, ain't Eshkolecho, the Kura Ifsanash. You don't have the clusters to eat, and the, uh, the first fruit, the figs, are my heart, is, my, my soul desires. But they're not available to eat anymore. He removed, there's a Vidui Meiser, a person announces every three years that I took care of the Trumas, took care of the Meiser, so therefore they got a point in history, we'll see why, but in the times of Yochanan and Gadol, he says, don't, we don't do it anymore. Alright? And he also stopped the wakers, those who wake people up, the wakers, and the note, and the strikers. We'll see exactly what the wakers and the strikers are in the, in the Gemara. Ad Yomov Hayapatish Mukab Yerushalayim. That in his days, until his times, the Chalamoed, you could still hear a hammer banging in Yerushalayim by the blacksmiths. Because they're still on Chalamoed, you're allowed to do Melacha, if it's Melacha Avud, when there's a lot of loss involved. But when he came along, around, around, the Yom of, um, uh, 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 you know what I'm but when he came around, he stopped it, because it's something that everybody would hear, and nobody would realize it's for Dovra Ovid, they would think you're allowed to do any type of malacha, so he nullified that doing those activities in Yerushalayim. And up, up to his days, when you bought from an Amaaretz, you could ask the Amaaretz, did you separate the Meiser, did you not separate the Meiser, he nixed that. He said from his days on, anytime you buy from an Amaaretz, you need to go ahead and assume that it wasn't, and you have to take the mind, you have to take the miser again. Let's go weiter. Tana what we learned in a brisa. He says, Minayin shimna an erfah haigla. How do we know if the egla was decapitated? Vaganim sahoreg, and then you find the murderer. She'eng piyuteris oisa, that it does not exempt him from being executed. Talmud Lama, the positive says, Vaharit lo yuchupar ledam, asher shavabah. The land cannot be atoned for the blood that was spilt there. Ki im bedam shavabah. The only way to really atone for the blood is through the blood of the person who murdered. And therefore, even if the paradumo, if the, the egla, egla rufa was brought, you still would execute the murderer, assuming all you have Adam and Asra, etc. Alright, so now, now we're going to go through the sugya, let's go through it quickly. One witness says, I saw the murderer, the other one says, no, you couldn't have seen the murderer, you were with us. So time at the Makishle, the implication over here is, is that, because it's one against one, so, but let's say, all you had was one guy said, I saw the murderer, what would be the rule? Then you were not it's mashma. You, 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 would, you would accept it as, as, as 
his opinion, and you would not do the Egla Rufa. Even though it's only one witness, usually to establish a reality, in fact, you have to have two. You would not be contradicted. So then, you would believe. So, how do you have that? Where do you know that from? When do you bring the Egla Rufa? Because you did not know, it was not known to us who killed him. That implies that if he is known to us, then you would not kill him. So why, why do you have to tell me that? Obviously, it's saying is that even if you know through one aid, you still would not you would not uh, decapitate the egla. Even if there's one, we know. So interesting. Even if we know one person exists that knows it, even if he's not here right now, but we know there's one guy there that saw it, then they would not decapitate it. Decapitate it. Let's say a case was the Sanhedrin saw uh, somebody killed somebody. And then he ran away. So we saw the murder, but we don't know where the guy is. The guy ran away, right? Shalom, you are. And they also would not do the Eglar Rufo. Because Talmud Lama says, They have to say, Our eyes did not see. But their eyes did see. I, we don't know who the guy is. So therefore, same idea. So therefore, basically we're saying is that, there's an, that, that there cannot be an awareness or a knowledge that who the murderer was. Either it's through the Sanhedrin seeing that the guy ran away, which is the Kibbutz Drosha, or the Drosha before uh, that we had uh, of... Uh, who was it? Uh, the, uh, the, the Tanakama, that basically an eight echad's knowledge creates enough of an awareness to do what? Nah. That you do not perform Egla Rufa. So when it says like this, now that you're telling me that there's a believability for an eight echad, so therefore, so how could there be one against him? The Torah gives believability to one what happened. Torah didn't give believably to one that did not happen. So therefore, how does the one that says it didn't happen have enough power to wipe out the one that if it would be normal case, one against one, wipe each other out, but it's not a normal case. Why? Because by Egla Rufa, the Torah gave the Koach of one. It's like, it's almost like two. So how could the one saying it didn't happen wipe out, uh, uh, help uh, uh, knock out the one that said it did happen? Right? And when you have the question... And this is based on Ula's principle. He says, When the Torah gives believability one aid, which normally you don't have, it got the status of two. Well, if one aid has the status of two, then how can one aid contradict him and say it didn't happen? That Ula and Rav Yitzchak felt that such a strong question, they actually found a different version of the Mishnah, that the Mishnah doesn't say when it's one against one that you do the Arifa. They actually had the version if it's one against one, what? You don't do the Arifa. Why don't you do it? Because the one that says that I saw the murder is more powerful than the one that says you didn't, and therefore we assume that we do know who the murder that there, there was, was seen, and therefore we don't do the arifa. But you have to actually change shot in the Mishnah. With the leave of today, the problem is Rabkhiya Amar Tani Hayu Arfin. Rabkhiya's Bryce's that he were based on the Mishnah in his right, he had the Gersa that you do the Arifa like ours, that one against one, you do it. You're still gonna have a problem. So the Khil you have the Kash of Ula. If Ula gives the status of one that is believed like two, then if one says, I saw the murderer, and one says, you did not, it should be like two against one. Two against one, we should say that he did, he is believed that there was a, that he saw the murderer, and therefore, the Gersa should not be that you do the Arifa. The Gersa should be that you not, if you don't do the Arifa. So how did Rabkhir have the Gersa that you do the Arifa? We'll leave it over here and continue with this tomorrow. Is he a post-domer?